America. We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Um, wow. They did the epidural, and the epidural was flawless. It, it worked. Was a, it worked. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it worked, and I was shaking, but like the good kind of shake that you're like not in pain. You're just excited to yeah. be there, shaking and not in pain. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast where you'll gain the knowledge and confidence you need to erase the unknowns of pregnancy and birth and rock the newborn days like a boss. My name is Liesl Team. I'm a fellow mom, labor and delivery nurse, and your host. Each week on this podcast, you'll hear a mix of birth stories, expert interviews, and other fun pregnancy and birth-related content. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not medical advice. Please see mommylabornurse.com slash disclaimer for more details. And now let's get into this week's episode. Hey guys, happy Monday. So how did you like that new intro? We got a new music sample that we're going to be using in the intro and I recorded a new intro and we're also going to use it in the outro. Just excited for, for changes. So this week I have a really, really amazing uh, three birth stories for you. She said three children. Do you guys follow Maya Vorderstrauss? She has been out there in the blogging world. I think she said it since 2016. So that's like five five years, which in the blogging world, that's a pretty long time. <laughs> so she is coined um, that one letter board mom. She's like the OG of making letter board pictures on Instagram. She was doing it before before anybody else hopped on that train, before I hopped on that train, she is like the OG when it comes to letterboards. <laughs> so if you don't follow Maya on Instagram, do yourself a favor and go look her up right now and follow her because I just, she brings me so much happiness when I see her page. <laughs> so Maya, I reached out to her. I've been following her for a while and I reached out to her because I wanted her to come on and tell about her three children, her three birth stories that she's had. So if you're not familiar with who Maya is, Maya is a mom, obviously, of three. Her first two daughters are Irish twins. So that means that she had one baby and then she got pregnant a few months later and she had her second daughter only a few days before her first one turned a year. So her first two are very close in age, and then she has a little boy. He's very, very cute. <laughs> she has a little boy who is uh, about a year and a half. So she came onto the podcast today and talked in depth about all three of her births. And I got to say, this birth story, these all three of them, this episode, I... I got chills a few times when she was talking, um, and I'm not going to spoil the episode for you. She's just, she's a wonderful storyteller, and you guys are going to love her. But she talked through her births, and she talked through a lot of her struggles with postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, postpartum OCD, and just 
having two children back to back. So Maya is a lovely lady. You guys are going to love her, like I said. So let's get right into this week's episode. This episode of the Mommy Labor Nurse podcast was brought to you by Mommy Labor Nurse. I've seen it in the delivery room time and time again. Mamas that complete some kind of childbirth education before they're due have a more positive birth. So then why do less than one third of all moms take a birth class? Probably because so many of the options out there are either way too expensive, super inconvenient, or just don't offer mamas really what they need. That's why I created the Birth It Up online birthing classes. With Birth It Up, you'll gain the in-depth knowledge and confidence you need to have a better birth from the comfort of your own home at a price point that can't be beat. Head on over to mommylabornurse.com backslash courses to find the birth class that's right for you. And now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, Maya. Welcome to the Mommy Labor Nurse podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Liz. I'm so excited to be here and share all about my births. <laughs> yeah, I know you've had three, right? Yes, three yeah. births. Yeah, very awesome. different. Awesome. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm excited. Don't spoil anything. We're going to get okay. into all of it. Um, but can you just start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and your family, where are you from, what you do, sure. all that good stuff? Um, my name is Maya Vordestras. I am a mom of three, uh, two Irish twin, Irish twin girls and a boy. Um, I was born and raised in Brazil, and I moved to America when I was 22. And now we live in Georgia, uh, where I'm a mom blogger, and I talk about the ups and downs of um, mother motherhood. And I'm super open about my mental health journey, and especially how we changed after kids. Yeah, um, yeah that's my my short story. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I've been following you for a while, and you do lots of letter letterboard stuff. You were starting to do letterboard stuff before I was even doing letterboard yeah. stuff before I was mommy. <laughs> so you go way back. When did you start blogging? I started uh, after I got pregnant with my second baby, so in 2016. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're one of the OGs. That's a, that's a long time oh, blogger. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> cool. So we are doing a birth story obviously today, guys. Mm-hmm. So Maya, usually what I ask people to do is kind of go back to your first one. If you had any issues getting pregnant or if you had any, you know, if you're, if you're open to sharing, if you had any losses in the beginning or anything like mm-hmm. that, kind of go back and tell me, um, that journey of you getting pregnant the first time. And then we can talk about that birth. Sure. We, I luckily, um, we didn't have any issues. Um, we, we decided after two years of marriage that it was probably a time to try for a baby. And it was actually, I was very, very caught off guard because it was the, I got off the pill. And then a month later I was pregnant. (laughs) I had no idea it was going to be that fast. I was shocked and, you know, I knew nothing, right. I knew nothing. So, uh, it took us about a a month of trying and we, I found out I was pregnant during the walking dead conference in New York city. (laughs) You're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, whoa, 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 whoa. How did that happen? How did you find out? Did you like pee on a stick in the middle? Yeah, I did. I ran to Walmart. I ran to Walmart (laughs) because I felt so weird. And I, my husband stayed there uh, because we were waiting there because I bought the package to take a picture with Daryl Nixon, uh, Daryl Dixon. And cause I love him. And I, I was like, I'm feeling weird, but I didn't tell him what was happening. I was feeling, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm four days late. What the heck? Probably that got getting off the pill. So I stayed there waiting in line and I ran to Walmart, grabbed the test without talking to him and I didn't tell him. And then we went home at the end of the day. And then that's when I, I I told him I found a present for him and I gave him the stick and we were shocked. I fell on the bathroom floor. I actually had like a 
kind of an anxiety attack because it was it's shocking. The first time is shocking. It like, is. You don't even process it's, until like months later. <laughs> yeah. It's a feeling like none other yeah. finding out you're pregnant. That that's, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, obviously it's different for a lot of people. Like some people mm-hmm. are super, super crazy excited. Some people are like, yeah. Oh my God, this is totally unwanted. Like what's going on. And then yeah. other people have an anxiety attack like you did, or other people yeah. are just, their heart starts beating. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So how, tell me how that pregnancy was. So, um, that pregnancy was, uh, I, I've always ish, uh, had issues with fainting. I have something called vasovagal and my body kind of oh. shuts down when I'm under stress or when I'm anxious for struggling yeah. with anxiety my whole life. So, um, there was a lot of fainting. Um, there was a lot of swelling. There was a lot of, um, not knowing what was going on. I was so clueless. And I think that's what, what sparked in my heart to share my own journey, because all I saw online five years ago was, you know, absolutely perfect pregnancies with, you know, the perfect pictures and, you know, the perfect marriage and all that. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so not me. Of course I was excited and super happy. That's what I wanted. I was so happy. It was a girl, but, um, it, it took a huge toll on my body. Everything changed. Everything stretched. I was fainting a lot. Um, I was swelling a lot and it was just way harder than I pictured way harder than assigned movies. Um, but thankfully nothing ever, you know, the baby was fine the whole time. It was just me and my mind and my body. That was, it was, it was very challenging, but also great because I learned, you know, for the next times uh, that I was pregnant, I learned the first time the hard way um, that is not picture perfect, but it's all worth it. Right. Because when you get your baby. (laughs) It is. It is. Absolutely. So let's flash forward to that birth. Now, Mm -hmm. did you go term with that baby? You were full term? Okay. I did. I did. That birth was my nightmare birth. Uh, So all of my pregnancies were incredibly different and all of my births were super different. So um, for that birth, um, the doctor, I I didn't know, again, didn't know anything, right? Um, The doctor said, you know what? Um, I need to fit you in schedule. So we're going to do an induction. Um, my body was showing no signs of um, labor or anything uh, except for Braxton Hicks. And then when I was 40 weeks, exactly, he was like, we're going to induce you because my schedule is too busy. <laughs> so I was uh, like, mm, that's interesting. I didn't know that I should fit the doctor's schedule, but okay. I mean, what, what do I know? Right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, on, well, I think it was 40 weeks, one day. Um, and I went in there at seven o'clock in the morning. They did it was very interesting because I had never heard about it. It was like a pill that they put in me and mm-hmm. it was supposed to start the whole process. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I was on it for about, I think, 12 hours to, to wait for that pill to work. And then Pitocin and a few other things, uh, if I, I can't remember very well. But the interesting thing was that my epidural didn't really work very well. Yeah. So yeah. I had those contractions that were not really my body's natural contractions because I was mm-hmm. being induced. Not that I understand yeah. any of it, but they were very, very painful, yeah. um, much more painful than a different birth that I had. Right. So you could tell that it was an induction um, contraction and I felt everything. It was, it was very hard. I don't know why the epidural didn't really do its job. Um, but yeah, it was very stressful. Um, yeah during the night, I remember this is, this is a part that's very, I've never shared this before, but I'm going to, because I think I'm in therapy and I'm talking about some things that scarred me in the past, but it's really good because I'm trying to get over some traumas and a trauma, a traumatic event happened there about at about three o'clock in the morning, a resident doctor that I had never seen before. She walked in and she said, um, 
I'm going to check you. And my cervix is in a weird spot and it was really painful to check. So my, my, my OB said, you know, you don't have to get checked until, you know, the morning we'll figure it out. It's fine. She yeah. walked in and she said, I'm going to check you. I said, no, the doctor said I didn't have to, cause it's very painful. And she was like, well, get over it. You're a mom now. And she literally opened my legs like this, spread my legs open. And she literally violated me literally. So I didn't know better. My husband was sleeping next to me and he he woke up from my scream and I sobbed for probably an hour because I felt so violated. And so, yeah, I said no repeatedly to her that I didn't need to get checked. Uh, And a nurse came in after him screaming and she shooed the resident away. And she was like, I'm so sorry. Some residents are overworked and super tired and um, she shouldn't have done that. And she removed her from the board of my staff. Absolutely not. That is absolutely not right. That is a, 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 a abuse. Is. I mean, if yeah. I'm, it, I mean, that's mm-hmm. assault. If you yeah want to call it something, that's absolutely assault. Yeah. Um, I'm so sorry that that happened. That yeah. is not acceptable at all. Yeah. All. I, I didn't know that. I thought it was. Yeah. And, and then I told yeah. my best friend who is a labor and delivery nurse and she was like, you should have sued the hospital, but that's a whole, you know, I didn't know anything back then. Now I would have stood up for myself, but you know, you live and you learn. And it was very painful experience. And that kind of set the tone for the whole birth because I was already very vulnerable. And then something like that happened. So it was very traumatic and disrespectful and all. Um, And then I, I guess I was ready um, to push at 1 PM the next day. And I pushed for an hour and 40 minutes. And it's so bizarre because I was in so much pain, right? Because the epidural kind of didn't work. Um, and there was blood coming through my pores. It was the wow. craziest thing. My whole wow. face was like bloated and my eyes were bloodshot. So I was like, what is happening? Like, it's not supposed to be like this, right? It's, it's yeah. It was very, very different. Than you I had like little, um, little yes. dots all over your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's called petechia. It just happens when uh, you get really, really like when somebody's pushing, when you're right. under a lot, a lot of stress or your mm-hmm. body's pushing really, really hard, using a lot of effort, you get that those little dots called petechia. We see it in moms <sighs> who push, but yeah, it's, it can be alarming. I remember yeah. seeing it on my face after <gasps> having both of my children, like it kind of mm-hmm. shows up, like it kind of showed up right here. Mm-hmm. Um, happens a lot to moms in first trimester throughout your pregnancy. If you vomit a whole lot, that's another oh. one where you're using a lot of intra-abdominal muscles. So you're uh-huh. like, a lot with your face so you can have that can happen but yeah well, I'm, I'm so glad to know nice. <laughs> it yeah it was like yeah. super intense I was like I was not ready for this like yeah. I didn't learn about this in the class you know and yeah. no I guess you're right they don't really teach you that your face can blow up like that and you can get a lot of swelling and have like right. all these broken blister kind of looking things all over your face so. absolutely and I I didn't know any of it and it was yeah. I was like I just want my baby to be okay <laughs> Because yeah. I was pushing for yeah. like almost two hours. And I was like, oh, okay, when's she coming out and, and yeah. all that? And then she came out and it was amazing. I cried my eyes out and it was it was very, very awesome to see, you know, my husband yeah. cutting the cord and all that. And then she was, the doctor was like, you know, now we're going to um, get the placenta out. And I'm like, get what out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I birthed the placenta. I had a lot of hemorrhage and all that. But thankfully, um I, t- I tore a fourth degree tear and oh. yeah. So all the things, all the things. Uh, Jeez. But, yeah. You went it through was, the ringer. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I know a lot of people have it much worse than I did. I know a lot. But no, more don't say that. Yeah. Don't right. That. <laughs> Look at me. Myself. No, you're right. But, but, but 
you're, you're right in a sense that there are certain mm-hmm. things that happen to people and you have this, you know, scale mm-hmm. on your own. You think like, oh, my story is not as terrible as this, that, and the other, but it's still your story and yeah. you still went through it and it's still, you know, it's still yours. So I yeah. want to ask you though, I know you said in the beginning that you struggled with some mental health issues. So yeah. was this after your first one or was that after your second one? Tell me kind of what happened after you had your first daughter? Sure. Um, my whole life, I, I had generalized um, anxiety disorder with panic. Uh, that's something that I yeah. was used to since my teenage years. Uh, but after, I think the kind of, to me, it was traumatic. So my traumatic birth. And <laughs> so the doctor, I, I had my six week appointment. I was yeah. fine. I was okay. Colicky baby and all that, but I was, I was getting through, I, I was getting by. Okay. Um, and then when I was eight weeks postpartum. I got pregnant again. So that was a very, a very, you can imagine it was the surprise of my life. Right. And I do think that not being able to have a little bit of time somewhere there to have recovered before getting pregnant with a second baby was when my body was like, what the heck is going on? Let something is not right. And I developed postpartum depression which is something that I did not acknowledge until I was about 15 months postpartum with my second baby Uh, Mm -hmm. after a lot of postpartum rage and breaking a few things and not understanding and a lot of like a lot of shame about around what was going on. Cause I'm known as like a happy mom, right. On Instagram. And to me was so hard to admit that I had a problem because I punched a hole through the wall in my bedroom uh, one day that I was super, super angry. So that I developed postpartum depression. I got diagnosed and I went on Zoloft for six months and it saved my life, saved my marriage, saved me being a mom and saved everything. And a lot of, a long time, a lot of uh, Zumba time, a lot of taking care of myself and acknowledging that it wasn't my fault. It does; those things just happen. Things change after birth. Your brain changes. Everything changes. The pressure, uh, learning how to be a new mom, and I had to learn how to be a mom and add in an, a second colicky baby on top of yeah. all of that. So my my daughters are the same age for eight days. Like that's yeah. how crazy it is. So that, that is insane. Yeah, that is insane. it's insane. I went through a lot and my mental health did too. So it was really amazing and liberating and very powerful to acknowledge that things change after birth. And I'm still a good mom, despite all those things. Yeah. So tell me Maya, how was that second, how was that second pregnancy after just giving birth, you know, eight weeks ago, like how was that pregnancy different than your first one? It was the most flawless, Pinteresty, Instagrammable pregnancy of all <laughs> time. I didn't find out I was pregnant until I was eleven weeks pregnant. Wow! No nausea, no bloating, no absolutely nothing. Everything was perfect. And then I didn't get my period for like three weeks, and I was like, "That's weird." Yeah. So I took I took seven pregnancy tests because I was like, I'm "There sure. was no." Yeah, right. I'm sure you were like, "What?" <laughs> I wanted to have said yes, but I was like, I blurted out a very bad word. And I was like, what? What? And then um, I took seven pregnancy tests and I, I called him and I said, come home. I have something to tell you. And everyone was in denial. Me, my parents, I like everybody. Um, yeah. But I was, it was like three days before I turned 12 uh, weeks pregnant. Wow. And it was great because basically my first trimester was over. 
I, yeah. I barely gain any weight. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because gaining, uh, I gain about, I think 40 something pounds with my first, and that was really hard on my ankles and all that, all the bloating and swelling. So the yeah. second time around, I gained 20 pounds. And it was, it was just great. I was just doing things. I was organizing my house and Zoe was learning how to walk and all those things. And it was perfect. It was great. It was a beautiful pregnancy. It was, it it was really beautiful. I I'm I'm really thankful that I had that after such a, a hard first pregnancy and, um, yeah, that's how the pregnancy went. It was really, really great. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's get into her birth because you had, you had girl, girl, boy, boy. Right? Yes. Boy. Okay. I was thinking yeah. like, cause I've seen that video on Instagram of you finding out that you had a boy, but I couldn't remember yes. if it was, if it was like the second one or the third one. Yeah. Um, so tell me second girl birth, how that went. Sure. Cause you said it was very different from the first time. Yes. Very different. So, okay. um, when, uh, on her due date, uh, August 2nd, 2017, um, I started contracting at like 10 30 PM and I was like, I started crying. So mm-hmm. I was like, this is it. Because I, I, with my first, I didn't have like natural contractions in my body yeah. even going to labor. Uh, yeah. But I felt that it was it, even though I had never felt before. Um, so I, I started crying. I said, Tim, I think this is it. So um, my mom stayed with Zoe and um, we went to the hospital. I was already six um, centimeters dilated. Um, wow. They did the epidural and the epidural was flawless. It, it worked. Was a, it worked. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. And I was shaking, but like the good kind of shake that you're like not in pain. You're just excited to yeah. be there shaking and not in pain. As a mom, it can be totally overwhelming trying to find out which products you should use with your little ones, especially when it comes to supplements and remedies. Not only do you want to make sure that the products you're using actually work, but you also want to make sure they're safe for your family. Meet Wellaments. Wellaments is a supple and remedy line for infants and toddlers with products for teething, tummy, vitamins and minerals, sniffle season, and more. Not only is every single product certified organic, but they're also bottled in glass and preservative free, made with clean ingredients. I'm especially fond of their vitamin D drops and their diaper balm. Use the diaper balm on Ryland all the time because he has super sensitive skin and I just love the consistency of it. It's not white. It's like a clear consistency and it doesn't get everywhere. It's really, really, really great for his skin. My little guy never had issues with gas or tummy troubles, so I really didn't need gripe water, but that is also one of their most popular products too, their gripe water. Many of their products, like their gripe water, also need to be refrigerated after opening because they're preservative-free. Make sure you always read the directions on the box before administering and write the date on the bottle so you know when to toss it. Wellaments makes it super easy for new moms to prepare for baby's arrival with their bundles, like their Oh Baby bundle, which includes everything you may need in those early days. Like I just said, the gripe water, it's in there, the vitamin D drops, the diaper balm, along with lots of other great stuff. Make sure you add a Wellman's bundle to your registry or gift one to a friend. New moms often forget to register for products like these, but they are so nice to have on hand when you need them. No more running to the store in the middle of the night to grab gripe water. No, thank you. <laughs> for a limited time, you can use my code Liesel, L-I-E-S-E-L for 15% off your entire order at Wellamints.com. This can also be stacked on top of their already discounted bundles. I can't wait for you to try these products. And now let's get right into this week's episode. 
<laughs> and it was just one nurse that was an absolute angel. It was a different hospital, by the way, because we had moved. Um, okay. It was a wonderful hospital. Um, so yeah, it was one nurse. And then at like 7.30 in the morning, she went to check on me and she was like, um, I see her head. So I'm going to go get the doctor real quick. And I'm like, what? I didn't feel any pressure. I felt nothing. Had no idea what was going on because the epidural was like, woo. It was so great. And then the doctor came in. He was an angel. And he was like, all right, after one push, she's going to come out. And I'm like, yeah, right. So my husband starts laughing, right? Because the first time was a disaster. Yeah. And yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. And he was like, all right, take a deep breath and push for me. Basically half a push, she was out. Wow. Didn't feel anything. I didn't tear. Yeah. Wow. Wow. After a fourth degree tear, you didn't tear at all. Nothing. Wow. That's awesome. It was a dream come true. And, and for my first birth, I I brought in my little, my little manila folder with a birth plan. Right. And the nurse, uh, the nurse, no, the, one of the resident doctors, she, she laughed at me. And she was like, yeah, we don't do birth plans here. And she put it back in my bag. And so for the second birth, I didn't bring anything. I was like, well, they're not going to take it. And uh, Tim was like, oh, can I cut the cord after my second was born? And the doctor was like, not yet. We're going to do delayed cord clamping and give the moms. And I was like, wait a second. What is all of this respect? What? what this is beautiful. Ugh. It was a very organic, like yeah. easy, you know, didn't have like 10 student um, medicine students staring yeah. at me and all that. So it was very peaceful. And I am very glad that I had that experience because it kind of changed my whole outlook on pregnancy and it kind of took away some of the trauma of what I went through. And yeah. it was really, really nice. No, that's amazing. At that point, had you even, were you even aware of the trauma that you experienced the first time? Um, no, I mean, I know that you knew that it, ha- that it had happened, but did you, yeah. were you aware at all of it? No, it was yeah. only after like my, my second day at the hospital, I requested to go home because I was so well that I just yeah. wanted to go home to my other baby. And mm-hmm. I, I told my husband, I said, what happened in the other hospital was not normal. Yeah, it, it was, I had never been through two experiences that were basically the same thing, but so different. And I said, look at the abuse that I went through in the hospital. Like that was not acceptable and not okay. But you know, a year had been gone by and like, how could I even get justice for what happened? You know? And it was just very painful to acknowledge that, but also I was thankful for me and for my new baby that she went into the world in a respectful manner and that I was in a better headspace to just, you know, care for her. Uh, but yeah, that's only a couple of days later that I acknowledged that what I went through was not normal and it should never be normal, never be accepted. And the more information about this that we have out there, the better, because I had never heard of this. I didn't know that that could happen or not that that could happen, but like you have to be aware of things that are don't feel natural to you or don't feel right and are uncomfortable. You should speak up. Today, I would have yelled in her face and called the police. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's go into your third birth yes. with your third pregnancy with your mm-hmm. son. So I want to hear, I know that you there was a little bit of a time, like your daughters yes. are older yeah. and how much time was in between and then like getting pregnant with him and finding out that he was a boy and then we'll get into his birth. Yeah. So I, I think it was a little bit more than two and a half years. Um, okay. we 
Tim and I, we were talking and we started getting baby fever at the same time, which we were not oh. expecting because yeah. having two babies back to back, when you're in it, when you're in the situation, when it's happening and both of them are like 11 months old and zero days old, it, it was yeah. very overwhelming. Yeah. Um, so we never, we thought that that was it. But then around two and a half years later, we started getting baby fever at the same time. And Tim was like, can we go for it? And we, it's not because we wanted a boy at all. It was just, we wanted another one. And so we're like, we started trying and it took about three or four months for um, me to get pregnant. And when I found out, I was super duper excited, which was nice because I think that I finally had a different reaction to pregnancy that wasn't shock. It was just, yes. Like yeah. it was like, yes. So you like, I did it. Yes, we did it. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I, I knew what to expect. And, my, you know, my world wasn't being turned upside down. It was just something that we really, really wanted and we knew what to expect. So. Uh, we found that out and um, I thought it was going to be another girl and so did Tim. But um, yeah, we, we went for that ultrasound and we're like, please don't tell us. We want to find out. And we did the balloon at home and we found out when I found out I was a boy, I, I was in so much shock that my reaction seems very dramatic in video, but it was just, <laughs> it was very shocking because you're only used to one thing. I had two girls, so it's very yeah it's a good uncertainty to have and, you know, what to expect and, and, you know, even different things to buy for them. But it was just, I get to offer my girls a little boy. It was like really nice to think. Yeah. It was just awesome. It was a very, very good feeling to have, you know, to be able to experience having a boy. And we were all still are, of course, very, very happy. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure. So tell me, how was that pregnancy like in comparison to, so you had one like crazy, yeah. horrible pregnancy and then you had an Instagram pregnancy. Yeah. How was his pregnancy? All right. That baby crying means it is time for this week's segment of Birth It Up Babies. All right. So this submission is from Ina jo- Jonathan. I, I think that's how you say her name. It's from Ina on Instagram. So this one was only a few days ago, actually. So Ina says, I took your Birth It Up Natural Series course. I watched it at 16 weeks, then again at 34 weeks. I felt so prepared going into labor. I had a plan in my head that I wanted to have a safe, healthy, and unmedicated delivery, but knew the main goal was safe and healthy for baby and mama. I was able to deliver unmedicated and as a first time mom only pushed for 17 minutes. All of my nurses and doctors were so impressed with how educated I was as a first time mom throughout my pregnancy. And I attribute it completely to your course. Thank you so much. That is so sweet. Thank you so much. I love when people say, you know, I love for you guys to have the births that you want to have. Of course, this mom was successful in going on Medicated. That's what she wanted to do. But I so much love it when you guys say, I felt prepared. I felt educated. I felt ready going into birth. That is what I am trying to achieve when I am putting out these birth courses and when I'm having you guys take these birth courses. So that just warms my heart when people say that, that they felt super prepared and super ready. So if you are interested in checking out the course that Ina took, she took the natural series. So you can head over to mommylabornurse.com and click on the natural series to learn more. All right, let's get right back into this week's episode. So his pregnancy for the first and second trimester it was first trimester, lots of nausea, lots of vomiting and yeah. all that. Second trimester, blissful, amazing okay. dresses and all that. And then yeah. we moved to Georgia from New Jersey. And 
that's when um, issues started just because I, I was on bed rest for about two months because I had a two centimeter kidney stone. Oh, yeah. Usually you hear two millimeters, right? It's a tiny stone yeah. the size of a, a, a sand, a grain of sand. I had a two centimeter kidney stone that we didn't know that I had. So I yeah. couldn't walk. I couldn't walk. Oh. I couldn't pee. I couldn't get up. I couldn't move. Uh, it was incredibly, you can imagine. I'm not even going to try to describe the pain that I went through, but we didn't know. And I fell at 37 weeks. I slipped in the bathroom and I fell and I bruised my tailbone. <laughs> so yeah, I know my daughter was in the bathtub and she started splashing water. I was like, Zoe, please don't splash water. And I slipped and I fell and I went to the ER. It was horrible. Uh, but that's how we found out because I fell. Um, and they did a scan and they yes. saw, okay. And then wow. we saw that that's the reason why I was in so much pain. Um, it was because I had a two centimeter kidney stone that I had removed um, a month after he was born. Um Wow. Yeah, it was, it was, but it wasn't my pregnancy. It was yeah. because of the stone. Uh, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Did that affect labor at all with him? Mm, I don't think that it did. No, it didn't really affect it. Mm. Okay. Okay. No, I, I was just, I couldn't walk anymore. So I probably yeah. because of that, I think my body was so excited, exhausted from fighting the pain for so long that when I got there at labor and delivery, I was like, I don't know if I'm in labor, but I can't be, I can't be home anymore. So yeah. they took me in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. That's a good transition to his birth. Yeah. So tell me kind of the events surrounding, did you go into labor on your own with him or were you induced again or what? Kind yeah. Of so I was, I was in so much pain, but I, I couldn't tell what was kidney pain and what was yeah. being in labor, but I, I, oh my gosh, what was I? I was probably 40 near 41 weeks, I think, or okay. something like that. And, yeah. um, I went to labor and delivery. Um, I couldn't even walk out of the car. So they wheeled me in and I was four centimeters dilated. So they're like, we're going to take him in. Uh, yeah. I was crying yeah. a lot. I, I don't know why yeah. uh, every day, every time I had a baby, I, on the day I just sobbed the entire day. I think you kind of feel that it's coming. It's a very weird yeah. feeling. It um, is. it is. Yeah. And again, another super, uh, respectable, respecting hospital. Um, nurses were incredible. Doctors were incredible. Um, I was in labor just overnight and then he was born in the morning. I pushed for about eight or nine minutes Okay, and yeah, he came out perfect. He, he swallowed a lot of fluid. So, um, it was very scary for me. Uh, my heart was out there and he could barely, you know, breathe and all that. And they were, they were taking care of him for about, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes. Uh, but all of that, Again, they did a delayed court clamping without me asking, and they were very, took very, very good care of me. And I also requested to go home the next day, uh, yeah, because I just yeah. wanted to be home. Yeah, but it was not non non event not eventful at all. Yeah, well, good. I mean, that's yeah. a good way to like end things, right? You don't oh, yeah. want it to be like crazy, like eventful at the very end. Yeah. I do want to ask you, Maya, if you don't mind sharing sure. um, your breastfeeding journeys mm-hmm. with each of your children, because sure. I know with your son, you just stopped, right? Right. I just stopped. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so tell me mm-hmm. about, yeah, journeys for each one of them. Right. So, um, breastfeeding the three times was incredibly painful for me. The, the first like two or three weeks, like yeah. unbelievable pain. And I always, I pushed through it, but it was incredibly painful. It wasn't like yeah. a natural thing that just happened to me. It was just a lot of work, a lot of lactation yeah. consultants and all that. Yeah. Uh, with my first daughter, we breastfed for five months and then, uh, my milk dried up because of uh, I got pregnant. So for yeah, some reason, which is very common. 
which is right? very common. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I see so many uh, pregnant women um, nursing um, their toddlers. They're able to, then I think it's incredible. And I'm, you know, I think it's great. I yeah. just didn't know that you could lose your milk and it did. And it shattered my entire world. And it was very hard for me. And I'm yeah. pretty sure that that also contributed to my postpartum depression because oh yeah, I felt like a failure at the time, not knowing again, first baby didn't know that I'm definitely not a failure for putting my baby on formula. Uh, right. So right. my, my milk disappeared and we started doing formula, same bond. It was beautiful, but it was just for the little transition to adjust from being a vessel to her, to watching her take a bottle was painful for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't anymore. And then it was great. I love the convenience of bottles and I just love that my husband could give it to her too. Um, And that was after she was five and a half months and she was always very happy with her bottle. And then for my second daughter, we extend breastfed um, for about 22 months. She was 22 months when I decided to stop. I was super touched out. I, yeah. I couldn't, yeah. it was beautiful. It was amazing, but she was like incredibly codependent and yeah. she, she wouldn't settle. She didn't have a pacifier. She would not do anything without nursing. And at some point it kind of like, you're like, mm, I think it's time to have my body back, especially because we wanted to have another baby. So yeah. we decided to end and it was painful too, emotionally. Um, but it was, it was an easy transition for me. It was painful for the first few days and but I didn't get engorgement. I didn't, it was very, very, very easy transition. And then for my third baby, Archie, um, I started being, I developed postpartum OCD with him. So um, it was just a lot of mental health stuff going on. So, you know, having a third, being on my third baby, I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop now because this time I don't want to punch a hole through the wall. So let's just assess the situation. So I was diagnosed with postpartum anxiety and postpartum um, OCD. Mm-hmm. with intrusive thoughts and all that stuff. Um, yeah. So I was like, you know what? Let's wean uh, because he was starting to get, you know, would only settle with nursing and all that and would yeah. wake up a thousand times a night. And although I'm very thankful that we had beautiful, successful breastfeeding journeys, I do think that it's very important to know your limit and know when to stop because you oh, yes. also deserve attention and you also deserve care and you having to stop doesn't mean they're a failure. It just means that you're respecting your body and they're going to get over it. They're going to have to wean at one point or another, you yeah. know? So yeah. um, I think it was a good timing for us that 16 months to stop. He's thriving. He's doing super well, um, you know, more independent and still won't take a bottle the stinker, but <laughs> we're working well, it's on okay. it. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Now tell me with, you said you had postpartum depression, the mm-hmm. first kind of go around. Right. And going into your second one. And now this third time with the anxiety and the OCD, how were those different for you? Like, what did your brain, what sorts of differences did you feel? Okay. So with postpartum depression, um, I was incredibly sad and I had rage. I yeah. was just angry the whole, you know, not the whole time. I just developed rage after my second um, so, and I was sad, nothing would make me happy. And I, it's interesting how it differs from women to woman to woman, but like, I didn't have a problem bonding with them. We were very, I felt connected to them instantly, but, um, I was triggered by many things. So when both of them, cause they were so little, when they screamed at the same time, it was triggering. So I would have a panic attack and, you know, slam something, slam the cabinet door, never touch them 
ever, but uh, I would slam my cabinet door. I would slam the door. I would just kick something like the couch or something. And it was something so real and so overwhelming and so shameful that, you know, I would do that would happen to me during the day. And when my husband got home, like, of course I wouldn't tell him because he heard too much to say and to admit. And then that one day I punched a hole in the wall. He got home. I was like, I have something to show you. And I broke down. He was like, I love you. Let's go get help. That's all he said. And he gave me a hug. He was like, let's go get help. You're not okay. This is not you. He could see the different, the difference in my behavior. And it was obviously time to get help. And um, now after my third, thankfully um, it's not postpartum depression, which I'm happy for because depression just makes you really sad. And I had no motivation and I was just depressed the whole time. And with postpartum anxiety and OCD, um, my biggest issues have been um, intrusive thoughts of my kids dying, getting hurt, yeah. falling down the stairs, falling into yeah. a leak, um, yeah. all of those things that, that we are always in dangerous situations. And these thoughts last a fraction of a second, but you are so immersed in those thoughts emotionally that it feels like you're actually going through that in real life. It's very confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with the anxiety just being, I think the pandemic also played a part in the postpartum anxiety, obviously. <laughs> right? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> So of course, um, the anxiety was just out of this world and I was always restless and throwing myself in renovating projects and cleaning the house a thousand times, not being able to go to bed without cleaning the house and racing thoughts and all that. So I was like, you know what, let's get assessed. So I got assessed by a psychiatrist, my obstetrician, and now I'm in therapy and I am on medicine and things have been so great. I can tell you super, super great. Like the intrusive thoughts after the medication. Yeah. I'm I'm (laughs) so cheering. It's been like over like two months, I think. And I'm so, so happy. Medication changed my life. I, I'm just Oh, I'm so chill now. And I'm saying Same. yes to the kids. Yes, I'm, yes, I'm awesome. still on, I'm still on Zoloft because I had similar issues. I had, I've had anxiety similar my whole life and I had postpartum anxiety, both oh. with my boys. And I never went on medication with my first one, but I did decide to go on medication with my second mm-hmm. one. And I totally agree with you. It 100% changed my life. Like it yeah. just it does something in your brain. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, yes, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> I, I am so thankful. Yeah. For, and I, that's never something that I was embarrassed of, to admit. I, I was embarrassed yeah. to admit I had postpartum depression, but to go on medication, it was like, um, people studied for so many years to get to this point and provide us with medication that makes us better people. Why would we not be super excited to go on it? So, right. you know, I felt better to wean my son and then go on medication um, just because it's not Zoloft this time. It's a different one because I have OCD now, Uh, but like I woke up the next day and host Tim looked at me and he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm doing great. (laughs) I I felt light and happy. And I felt like I was going to join a flash mob on the street. Super, super exciting. Like, you know, of course I have hard days and stuff like that, but, but you know, I would say 90% of the time is just, That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. And that's great (laughs) to, um, to say about the medication that it did work so quickly for you, because I think if you probably remember with the Zoloft, it probably took you that a few weeks to kick in, right? Because the Zoloft, the antidepressant that can take a little bit longer, but a lot of those anti-anxiety medicines, they're a lot quicker, like sometimes even the next day or within Mm -hmm. 48 hours, 72 hours. I have heard that. So that is very important to note. Um, but Maya, thank you so much for sharing all of this. This was a wonderful, wonderful episode. 
episode. I'm so happy that oh, you came on you. to share. This is like mm-hmm. therapy session with Liesl. Right? We're going to we're going to rename the podcast Therapy Session with Liesl. That's amazing. <laughs> um, but Maya, can you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media because I know you're all you're all up on social media. So where can people find you? <laughs> yeah, I focus on my Instagram and my account. Uh, my handle is Maya Vortistras. Um, it's a, a name I, I, I got from my husband. <laughs> it's his last <laughs> name. It's a very long name, but Maya Vorderstrasse. Um, and yeah. Hold on. Is he, uh, what nationality is that? He's from Germany. Germany. Okay. Germany. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So we got a European Latino mix in the family. Yeah. Cool. Uh, cool. Yeah. So you can find me <laughs> on there and, um, yeah. We'll, yeah, we can talk we'll about sh- the good stuff and the bad stuff. <laughs> love it. Love it. Well, you guys definitely need to go check out her account because I love it. I love, just thank love you. how real you are. Um, and I love looking at pictures of your kiddos because they're so darn cool. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Maya, it was a pleasure. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. I'm so honored to have been on it. Thank you so much. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and letting me be a part of your motherhood journey. It is truly an honor. If you like what you heard, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And I love hearing what you guys think of the podcast. So if you're liking what you hear or you have a suggestion, I'd be so grateful if you'd go ahead and leave me a review wherever you're listening to help more mamas just like you find the show. What do you think? Are you starting to feel a little more confident about your pregnancy and birth? Well, if you want more, be sure to head on over to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast for today's show notes and a library of episodes so you can keep getting educated before your upcoming birth. And while you're over there, be sure to check out the blog and learn about our online birth classes. Find it all and more over at mommylabornurse.com slash podcast. See you next week. Same time, same place.